What's up, what's up, incredible, loved, and valued people. I am Emma May McDaniel, and I love you so much. I am so thankful to have you on the Have You Heard podcast. And guys, this is like so fun. So Alexa Pinavega is on the podcast with us today. And just in the couple of minutes that we've gotten to talk before we hit record on this podcast, I am insanely refreshed and so overwhelmed with joy in the sweetest way. So I cannot wait for y'all to tune in to this podcast today. I'm so glad you're here. Grab your headphones. Let's get into the word. Alexa, welcome to the podcast. Hey. <laughs> hey. I am so, so happy that you're here. You look absolutely beautiful. If y'all are tuning in on YouTube, you can see she looks stunning today. This this mama has been traveling a lot, so I will take the compliment. I don't know how much take I believe it. it because mama is tired, but uh but I feel <laughs> I feel uplifted already talking to you. So I'm ready. I'm excited. Oh, and your your hair is naturally curly, isn't it? Yes. My hair is you know what it's a little it. bit crazy. I love the curl. I really do. But my whole life I styled my hair as if it were straight because it was kind of easier and for my job, a lot of people would just always straighten it because they didn't want to have to deal with the curl. So for yeah. the first time since I was a child, I'm actually wearing it normal. So I'm still learning how to work curly hair because curly hair is actually very difficult to deal with. I've heard. So, I've heard that so it there's is like not a whole routine. Easy. It's not. <laughs> there's a lot of routine to it. I'm still learning. Oh, well, I absolutely adore it. And I think it is so funny that like whenever I talk to people who are like out of their high school years and so forth, it's like they talk about their hair of like, wow, I just love my hair. But when I was younger, I didn't. And I think that's so interesting how common that is for it to take so long for us to love the hair we were born so with. Long. Well, you know, it, it's actually, it, for me, it was even bigger than that. Because I mean, for those of you who are listening who don't know, I'm an, I'm an actress and I've been an actress since I was itty bitty. Um, but what would happen is on set, they would they would sometimes allow my hair to be curly, but they would never allow it to be natural. It was always like set curls or set a certain way. And as I got older, it was easier for them to straighten it because that was the easiest thing to maintain. So that's kind of where huh. my like it wasn't necessarily a hair insecurity. I just I, it was almost just like, well, this is what they did, so this is what I'm gonna do. And almost kind of losing it's kind of funny, like identity in a way, almost losing who I really was because it was easier for other people to have my hair a certain way. So it took me until wow. I'm now 34 years old to go, wait a minute, my hair is really, really beautiful. I love the way it dries naturally. I should really kind of hone in on this and see if I could like make my hair naturally curly again. And and it's working. So slowly but surely. Wait, I love that. And that's crazy too, how far back you went. It's like, wait, when did I actually start believing that I didn't like my natural hair yeah and you yeah, had to go back weird. that far of like yeah a wow. long time ago like whenever oh, yeah. so because you were on spy kids weren't you yeah 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 so they so my hair is naturally blonde and they dyed my hair black for all of those movies and then they took the normal curl out and gave it like a very soft kind of straighter wave like so it wasn't straight but it was like mildly wavy and that was easiest for them to control so for a long time, it was kind of weird because whenever I would go back to my blonde hair, so many people would be like, 
I don't like you with blonde hair. Go back to your dark hair. Like, go back to your natural dark hair. And because that's how people knew me. They didn't know that that wasn't my natural hair. And for them, they didn't like different. They didn't like that they saw me as something else. And it used to hurt my heart growing up. So I was like, Mm. what do you mean you don't like my hair? This is my natural hair. The way you met me was my not natural hair. So it took me a minute. I've never actually even thought about it until this conversation. But it did take me a minute to kind of get past that because it would hurt my feelings when people would say like, go back to your natural hair. This is not working on you. And I would be kind of shocked. Oh. I'm like, this is, this is what I look like, actually. <laughs> that is that is wild. I because I wasn't even planning on talking about your hair. Like I, I never thought we'd be talking about hair right now. But it actually <laughs> so has so funny. much to do with identity. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, this is deep. Like that's it is. So it crazy really is. That the version of you that they met was the version of you that they that they thought was like the original the one they preferred and so i I think it's just familiarity right right you know so especially for little kids if they meet somebody one way and then they change they don't like that they change they want them to go back to the way that they're comfortable you know yeah and and for me you know that wasn't who i really was i was just playing a character so it was very it was an interesting time for sure Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love where that just went. That's like... <laughs> that was a very random tangent. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, oh, wow. I am honestly like really encouraged. That's really crazy. But I would love for you to share with us, what is something that made you smile today? Okay. It's very silly. It's very, very silly. But um, my little girl, she's only two. So I have two boys and my youngest is a little girl. And she is our princess. She has just stolen everyone's heart in the family. Um, my boys just will do anything for her. It's hilarious because if I ask them, hey, you need to go clean up your room, they're, you know, very like, mom, please give me five more minutes. I don't want to do it right now. But if Riri asks them to do anything, they do it in a heartbeat. They're they're ready to serve Stop, their little sister. That's so sweet. <laughs> it's adorable. So she wakes me up this morning at 6 a.m. and and I'm like, all right, baby girl. She's like, I have to go to the bathroom. So, and you know, we've been potty training her. So she's doing a great job. So we, I, I go to take her to the bathroom. And we, the second we get into the bathroom, she toots. And I'm like, oh girl, you just tooted. And then <laughs> she kept like tooting again and again and again. <laughs> but like, I hadn't even gotten her on the toilet. But what it was, was she had to toot. <laughs> and she didn't know how to like really. And then finally at the end, she started laughing. She's like, all done. <laughs> just had to toot. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, girl, let's get back in the bed. But it just made me giggle because it was the cutest oh. thing that she was like, she literally got me up out of bed so that she could go to the tooth. <laughs> I was like, wow, you went from really beautiful princess to my like little tutor. Here we go. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. But it, so, it was just so pure. It was just such that a funny so moment. <laughs> I feel, I bet like as a mom with littles, do you have moments like that all the time where you're like, yes. I, I am so refreshed by you in a moment where like, I don't know, like I, I may have not found so much joy in the simplicity of this moment, but because that I'm sharing this moment with you, I am laughing my tail off right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, here's, here's the thing that's beautiful about kids. You can, you can make the most of each moment or you can really miss them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what happens is we get so used to being around our babies all the time, at least for us. I mean, we, we really travel the unit 
24-7. So I get to see my kids all the time. I don't have a normal nine to five. I don't leave them during the day. We work together all the time. When we film movies, the schedule's a little grueling, um, yeah. but I try to keep them nearby so that I can check in on them. It's not always the case, but I but we are always staying in the same location so that I could still be their mom, right? Um, but I think what's been really interesting is with technology nowadays and being so exhausted, a lot of times, you know, when you come home, these little kids have so much energy that it it can be hard to appreciate them. And other parents out there will mm-hmm. absolutely know what I'm talking about because they just come in and they're like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And there's so much that they want to say at once. And if you don't come in with the right mindset, it can be really kind of frustrating and sometimes annoying because you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold, on, hold on one second. I'm just like trying to catch my breath. So what yeah. we've kind of learned to do is to like catch our breath and do what we need to do before we like walk through those doors again. Because when we walk through that door, I want when they come over and they say, mommy, I want to be able to be right there for them because it's the worst when I'm still trying to handle like business and um, and I'm like literally like on the phone trying to do something and he's trying to tell me a story like my one of my sons. I'm like, yes, just hold on one second. I'm doing this. And I actually caught one of them one day just going and just getting so frustrated and oh, not wow. mad at me, but like frustrated yeah. that I like kept going back to my phone and I was doing something that was important. So it wasn't that like he was being necessary, like he needed, he did need to wait, but also I will constantly have something to do. Like there right. will th- th- this work will never end. There's always going to be so much, but it's a blip how quickly they grow, a blip. So I have been taking it every moment and now every mm-hmm. moment has actually just become so, like I guess the best word to say is like, it's like kind of magical because you're like yeah. I like this is it. This is the youngest that he'll be tomorrow. He's going to be older, and the day after tomorrow he's going to be older. Like, and they really do grow so fast. And you have to just enjoy every single moment. I'm so encouraged by you in how you said sometimes it's pausing before I open the door because yep. it's I don't know. I feel like that's almost relieving in a way of oh, so you don't feel like necessarily like jumping up and down and putting all like things aside from what you've just walked through in your day. Right. And yeah, it actually requires intentionality. I think that's just so encouraging that like, no, my automatic feelings may not always align with the best way I should go about something. And that's why I think more often than not. Yes. Yes. That's so good. Just intentionality. Slow down, gather yourself, ask the Lord for help and then step into it and don't be hard on yourself that it wasn't your immediate emotion. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and sometimes it is your immediate emotion and that's beautiful, but it's okay. It's okay that it's not, it's okay to take a moment and be like, okay, God, like, I do need some supernatural strength right now because I am tired. I just worked a 16-hour day on set. I want to give, like, we were shooting all-nighters. So we would literally get home around 10 in the morning, and these kids were just, like, so excited to see us. But we were also excited to see them. But we did have to find that extra energy to be able to give them the piece of us, mm-hmm. p- the piece of us that they deserve. It's yeah. not even just, like, oh, piece of us because we're their parents. But they deserve that that love, that nourishment. Like that is the role of a mother and father. And everything else is going to try to take us away from that. Like the enemy wants to divide families so greatly. I mean, you can feel it, especially in the industry that we're in. 
which is why we've made it a point to travel together as a family. I love that y'all travel together so much. I'm so curious, how did you and Carlos meet? Because I, I'm going to be just really honest here. I like okay. fangirled over like Carlos. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like, that's just so, so fun that now y'all are traveling together as a family unit. And I would just love to know how, how did you guys meet and continue to do what you're doing? So, um, I'll give you the medium version of this story because there's a very long one and there's a very <laughs> okay. short one. Um, <laughs> the medium version is Carlos happened to be in like the lowest point of his life and kind of just, I mean, crazy success, but personal. Like if you knew him at the time, he was the lowest. He was doing things he shouldn't be doing. Um, he was acting out. He was just, you know, un an unhappy person. I think he's about 22 or 23. He calls his best friend, or he calls a friend of his. He wasn't his best friend, but a friend of his, Andrew. He's like, this guy is just happy all the time. So, and I don't know Carlos, but he's like, I'm going to call this guy. So he calls Andrew. He says, why are you so happy all the time? And Andrew goes, well, honestly, Jesus. And Carlos hangs up on him. He didn't know the Lord back then. So he hangs wow. up on him. And a couple hours later, he calls Andrew back. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. I, just, I don't want to hear that stuff. Like, that's like too much for me. And Andrew's like, yeah, but that's the truth. He's like, why is it the truth? Like, why is it why is it that Jesus makes you happy? So Andrew like explains it a little bit and he goes, How about this? Why don't you come to church with me on Sunday? So Carlos goes to church with them on Sunday, literally receives Jesus on that Sunday, just falls in love oh with God, falls goodness. in love with Jesus. He's like, This is for me. I mean, the sermon that they preached was like straight up for him. So right after that, he starts, he's like, I need to take a couple hours. I need to call everybody I've ever wronged in my life or anybody that was even like a little bit mean to. So he takes the next few hours to just call and basically repent and release, like naturally without even really understanding wow. any of it. He just starts basically repenting to God and then like trying to make amends with people. And, um, and then Andrew goes, hey, listen, I have a Bible study at my house every Thursday. I would love for you to come to that. And Carl's is like, I'm in. <gasps> Meanwhile, Andrew had been inviting me to this Bible study for months, months and months. And I was always too busy to go. And I finally happened to be um, in town. And that Thursday is when I showed up to Bible study. And that's where I met Carlos. Stop it. Literally, oh. our first Bible study together was like, or my, my first Bible study, his first Bible study was exactly where we met. So wow. our entire relationship was founded in his truth in in our faith in our like we were just deeply rooted in god and that's just where it all began that's so incredible and it's so clear too even just in like the way that you guys pour into people the way that you love your family the way that you just navigate your day-to-day -day, it's just thank you that he is the solid rock upon which you stand amen and amen I'm so thankful i love that story i've never heard that before Thank you. Yeah. You know yeah. what? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And it's funny because, because God's timing truly is everything. Had I met yeah. Carlos a week prior, he was a completely different person a week before I met him because God did a number on him. He completely transformed Carlos on that Sunday. So had I run into him anywhere else or was there, if there was any other time that I met him, we probably wouldn't have even become friends i mean we didn't start dating right away we were we were friends first but um where he was at at the time that i met him it was totally aligned with what with like what god had intended yeah that's so cool that makes me think of my husband 
he always tells me, he's like, Emma, if you would have met me in my high school version <laughs> of myself, yeah. like, you we would not be married <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it so funny so but sweet how like god's timing is so beautiful and perfect god's timing is so beautiful <laughs> and also even like how he pro he protects all of our our hearts through that because yeah i know i think it's kind of a very eye-opening thing because carlos was he always had that person inside of him right like yeah. god wants us to align with his will for us all the time like whether you believe in him or not he is hoping that you align with what the biblical what the bible says so with his biblical truth and for what he has for you and i think so often we're all in the wilderness we're thinking that we're having fun in the wilderness and the wilderness is great but that's not <laughs> our promised land that's the wilderness like we need to go to the promised land and but it was very eye-opening because even though carlos was a completely different person a week prior to me meeting him he still had all of who he is now in there yeah. and and that didn't necessarily mean that he was unworthy a week before he happened to align more with my values my morals my thinking everything you know a week later but it also kind of is a very eye-opening thing because i think sometimes we do dismiss people who might not align completely with you or mm -hmm. who might not share the same values share the same faith or anything like that and carlos was not like he was all of the things i wasn't prior to that sunday experience but um but it did open my eyes to wanting to be a little bit um more open to not that i was ever closed off i mean i'm in an industry where very few people are christian and if they are they're not even usually openly christian they kind of keep that yeah. to themselves um but but I think who I let in my inner circle, I, I keep very close and with the same way of thinking. Um, I just want to kind of reach out a little bit more the way Jesus did, like not not partake in sin, but but spend more time with people who don't necessarily align with my way of thinking, mm -hmm. um, just so I can level them and 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 be a light, and not just in this industry way like i'm around people like that all the time but i want at like a more intimate level where i can sit down and talk with somebody who doesn't think like me so i can hear what they have to say on things but then so i can just pour into them and love on them because maybe they've never had anyone pray for them before maybe they've never had anybody even yeah. talk to them about jesus i can't tell you how many people don't even really understand who jesus is they're like oh yeah jesus but when you actually ask like well i mean do you know why or what i believe they're actually like, no, wait, what is what did Jesus do? And they don't know. And we just kind of assume that people know because it's such a, oh yeah, everybody knows Jesus died on the cross. And like, why did he die on the cross? But they don't know. Wow. Anyway, that I, was a tangent. Sorry. No, <laughs> I love that you just went there because we have people listening who are working in corporate. We have people listening who are walking through the hallways of public high schools. We have people listening who are in sororities on um set like secular college campuses and yeah. and and you're in an industry where you said like there are people who so majority <laughs> don't yeah. know about who god is and they crave hope because we were all made for hope we were all yep. made by god and for god but they're walking to total disarray of him so what would your encouragement be i feel like you just gave so much encouragement but if you have like any like what would your encouragement be to those those people listening who are like i really want to be a light i really want to 
share my love for God and connect in a deeper way with people around me who may not know who he is? And what is a practical way to just start that process, to start that conversation? The best advice, and this is something that, uh, you know, me and Carlos talk about all the time, or Carlos and I talk about all the time is um, consistency is the greatest testimony you can give for being a Christian, because that is what saved my husband. Um, Bose did not know who to call when he was down in the dumps, but who did he go to? He went to Andrew. Why did he go to Andrew? Because that guy always seemed happy because he was the most consistent in his lifestyle, regardless of, you know, things going wrong in his life or, you know, you know, no matter how bad things got in Andrew's life, he always to Carlos was happy. But really, it was God's peace. God's peace resided within him through it all, regardless of his circumstances. And that stood out to Carlos. And he wanted that. He's like, how do I attain that? And it wasn't like Carlos was ever preaching to him. And mm-hmm. it like it wasn't until that phone call where Carlos opened the door and said, tell me what is it that you have? Because I want that. So all it had to do with was his consistent walk and following God. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, you know, now is a time where Christianity is very, very confusing because we see in the media, there'll be like celebrities and look, we're all human. So we all fall short. We, none of us, none yeah. of us will re- achieve perfection. It is impossible. So we're always going to fall short, but it is hard when you have celebrities who um, will preach the gospel and talk about Jesus and then also like be cursing up a storm within like the same conversation yeah. or getting drunk or getting busted for like drugs and stuff like all sorts of things it's very very confusing for people because Mm -hmm. they're like well but you're you're christian like but in your but you're doing that and so christianity has become a very confusing thing in general nobody even understands what it kind of is anymore or means anymore um so i always say the more consistent the most consistent you can be in your walk with the lord is the best testimony that you will have through reaching people and just allowing his love to to flow through you if somebody if somebody's moving and you find out that they're moving just show up to go help them um a lot of times i feel like we ask and that's so sweet that we ask but a lot you know people very rarely want to put other people out so they're like oh no thank you i appreciate it just show up get a group of friends together show up help them move because they're going to be flabbergasted that you arrived to help them move um if somebody's going through a hard time um Instead of like, I mean, we're not coffee drinkers, but show up and bring them a coffee or a tea or just a little something like you don't even have. And then and then once you've brought something to the table, then ask them what else you could do for them. But I think a lot of times we kind of show up and um, sorry, a lot of times we approach people who might need help and we're like, well, how can I help? And they say, I'm good. I don't need anything. And we walk away like, oh, well, I guess there's nothing I can do. But no, you don't have like you have to show up with something first is what I always say. And then. And then usually that kind of breaks the barrier for people to open up a little bit more. That is so true. And I am totally tucking away that nugget. That's such an (laughs) encouragement of consistency because it's so Consistency is so important. And and then I love how you're talking about just do it. Like, because that is, it makes me think of, 
I, my husband and I, after we graduated college last year, we moved back to Arkansas, moved into a, a, ta- a little town home, and I wanted to get to know my neighbors so bad. Like I just, it was also post grad, and so I didn't really know anybody. I honestly felt a little lonely, and I just wanted oh. people. I just wanted to know people <laughs> so bad. And but I literally we moved in in July. Fast forward to December, and I had not met my neighbor. And <laughs> because I'm telling you, if you, like you're saying, if you're like expecting them to tell you like, yeah, you could come help me. But and if yep. you're in the same way, if you're expecting your neighbor to maybe come over and say, hi, welcome to the neighborhood, you may get that. But you may not. And you might so, not. You probably most likely might not. You kind right. of have to be the one you have to uh, be not being initiator. afraid to step out. Yeah. Yes. And so literally six months go by and my neighbor, I'd never met him and his family. And um, we have like a Hindu temple right across the street from our um, neighborhood. No and so I was also just really burdened by the people in my neighborhood because I was like, it's very likely that a lot of these folks don't know who Jesus is. And yeah, I'm like, not at all. I am literally, I was overcomplicating it. I was like, so getting in my head of like, I want to take them cookies or I want to bake them bread and just take it to them. But then if I get in conversation, they're going to think I'm awkward or it's not going to look this way or they're going to think this of me. And I let those things block my just boldness to just do it. And finally it's December and I'm talking to my mother-in-law about it. And I'm like, I just really want to meet my neighbor. And she was like, why? And I've been praying about this. Like I would go on walks with my dog and I was like, God, I just pray for opportunities to meet my neighbors and build relationships with them. And every time I prayed it, I had the idea of just baking some cookies, but I didn't do it. I'm going to say bring cookies or pie or something. Yes. And I, but I never did it. And so then I bring this up to my mother-in-law and she's like, why don't you just bake something? And so it was like the Lord was just reminding me like, Emma, you're really overcomplicating this. Emma, you really need to just be bold and do it. So I went home from church that day and Josh was out of town. And so I just baked like three batches of cookies and I put them in bags and I wrote on the bags, you are loved. And then I went to like my, the, like the three closest townhomes to me. And the one that I had particular in my head, I he opened the door and he has little kids, but his kids weren't home. And I was like, I just want you to know, like, I'm your neighbor and I've been so excited to meet you. And I really hope that you enjoy these cookies. And I went back home and I pulled out my journal and wrote down, I never want to forget this feeling. I all, literally, all I did was bake cookies and go say hi. hi. But I felt so refreshed. The next yes. day comes around and I hear a knock on the door. And I open up and it's this man and he, um, him and his family are Indian. They brought me this Indian dessert dish. Yeah. And he said, I just want you to know, like, I took your cookies to my work and all of my colleagues absolutely loved them. And I wanted to share this Indian dish that my family and I love. And I really hope you love it. I closed the door and Alex, I kid you not, I almost just started weeping because I was like, wow, how often do we not just do it? Like, yes. just say hi. Just go next door. Just go help them move. Just Well, because fear is it. crippling. Fear yeah. is very crippling. And but like fear is not from God. That's that's the enemy. So Yeah. He is he is literally obstructing us from 
becoming community. Like community is so unbelievably special, which is so funny because you craved community so badly. Yeah. Like you really did. You were craving knowing your neighbors, knowing the people who are around you, being friendly with them, being able to love on them. Like, look at how you naturally just wanted to share love with these people, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's because it's God's design. He didn't want us to be alone. He wanted us to be in community together. And, and it's funny because I think there are some people who might, you know, be like, you know, introverted. So they, that's not necessarily their thing. But yeah. look at how that that beautiful response. You just like it was like a flower blossoming, and you just opened up a whole new door. To have you guys been able to speak any more since then? We like talk in passing whenever we're just going to each other's house, like to each other's houses but or in the backyard with know, our dog. But it's like that other. barrier was broken, and it was yes. like you made a connection. Yes, one hundred percent. Much. But it actually took a ton because it was letting go of the fear. Yes. Because what did you, I mean, is it like fear of rejection or fear that they're going to be like, this girl's weird or, you know, like all these weird things come through your head, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of these things of, and it's all what if, it's all putting thoughts in their head that they may may never think. And even if they do, it's still worth loving them. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm proud of you, girl. Way to go. (laughs) Thank you. I So I wanted to ask you this because I know we have lots of different seasons represented in who listens to this podcast, whether it be girls who are balancing school and relationships and work, or it be moms who are balancing being a mom and a wife and work and all of the things that come with those seasons. And so I would love to hear because you are literally traveling for such a long time with your whole family, you and your husband working. And I would love to know, like, what does it look like for you to be again, intentional in investing into each of those things and not getting burnt out, not being spread thin, not letting priorities get out of whack? What does, I guess, balance may be the right word, but how do you do that? Um, well, I go, my, my favorite scripture is, um, in Corinthians, uh, I think it's Corinthians nine twenty four, Um, and it says, uh, do you not know in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize run in such a way to get the prize. And I love that. I think it's so powerful because it really means like race toward the kingdom and all that you do. And it doesn't mean that you have to be like the absolute best and everything but you kind of run in a way is to get the prize and for me my prize is the kingdom so keeping that like on my heart at all times has been really really helpful with everything that I do because there are times where I'm tired I mean it goes back to that intentionality where okay I might not feel like I have more to give when I walk through this door but if I pause now and I just sit here and reflect with God before I walk in I know he's going to give me what I need so I can like pour into my babies and like you said, we go through different seasons. And I think really keeping that in the back of my head as well, knowing, okay, this is just a season. Like we happen to be in an insanely busy season where we don't go back home until March. So we will be away from our home for a little over a year. And But we travel as a family together. So kind of home is where the heart is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sorry, family, not just home is where the heart is. Like family to me is where home is. So wherever yeah. they are and when we're together, like that's home. Um, but I think when you're balancing everything, just remembering like 
as long as it is aligned with what God has in store for you, really praying and making sure that Holy Spirit is actually guiding you, I find that I don't get burnout. I get burnout when I'm not operating in his will and when Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to do everything in my own strength. And that happens. I mean, that happens. Sometimes I'll forget. I'll be like, oh, man, God, like, I know I should have talked to you about this more. And I don't know what I was thinking. How did I how did I miss this? I'm so sorry. Like, do you even want me here right now? You know? And 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 I think that happens just because as things get busier, you know, you just miss things. And even though you're in communication with God, you forget to ask if this is even what you want for me. Um, But it goes back to that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Making sure you're in the right race is a big deal. <laughs> and if you are in the right race, God'll push you through it all. Like I I have not a worry in the world. Our schedule is insane, girl. Is absolutely yeah. insane. But even though I'm tired, I have still so much peace and still so much endurance for it that I don't feel done. That makes sense. Yes. But I know that's I know that's God. Yes. Cuz it's nothing that I'm doing. <laughs> Yes, I I so hear you and and in a different way we so relate to what you're saying cuz I I remember like towards the end of high school and beginning of college it was there was so much that was going on regarding oh, yeah. relationships, school, soccer practice. I was writing a book and I like oh so God. many different things. And I had people ask like Emma how are you doing this? And I genuinely, like, I I genuinely was able to tell them, like, I don't, this is a lot. I'm not going to say this isn't hard work and it's not requiring right. a lot of tenacity and intentionality, but I don't feel burnt out at all because I fully believe that God gives you the capacity and the time to do what he's called you to do. And I believe that I'm walking in obedience to what the Lord has called me to do right now. And he's making margin in my schedule to do it well. Yeah. And I get, I get the responsibility of stewarding that time. Like that, that's a responsibility that I have, but I have the time for it because he's called me to it. So I just love that you have said that because it's so true when you're walking with him and you're in the space of God, do you want me here? And you're walking in peace and pursuing that of what he wants you to do, where he wants you to be. You really do have the strength and energy to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You do. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense other than God. (laughs) Which is awesome because it's another conversation starter like Carlos and Andrew of like, how are you always happy? It's like, how are you running with the energy you're running with? Yeah. It all points to, well, it's the Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I really do feel it might sound kind of cuckoo, but at this point I've just I've just embraced it. Um (laughs) I really do feel superhuman being a Christian woman. I really do. I not that I feel necessarily untouchable, but when you think of like death truly losing its sting because our goal is heaven like we're here we're here for a little bit like it's like being in the womb i always think of babies who are in the womb they have no idea that there's something there's so much outside the womb and they love the womb they're cozy in that it's feel safe and it's great but there's a whole other world outside the womb like the, the world is like one big womb and heaven is just like this place that is just so delightful and so amazing and i don't think people really think of heaven 
enough. Um, and like the more and more we could really focus on heaven and really like dream about the colors that we've never seen before. Um, yeah. The creatures that were like, oh my gosh, God made all sorts of crazy things that we don't even, we can't even fathom yet. And that's all in the kingdom, right? Oh, I love so it. What, but when I think of that, I really feel just so invincible here because I have access to like the king, <laughs> like the most powerful Mm-hmm. like God in the world and if, he, if I'm supposed to do it he's going to see me through it so nothing can be in my way nothing can stop me as long as I'm obedient in him and it's and it's in the path that he has for me like I don't know I just feel it just feels really good it, it feels like like I don't know like a superhero on a movie that's the best way I can explain it okay that is epic I love that so much. It makes me think of a verse I read just the other day and I have just clung to it and it has been on my mind so much. And it's in the Psalms and it's where David says, Lord, you, you strengthen me with your strength. Yeah. And I have felt so just ignited with that the last few days because I love I just that. Thought, wow. I'm not running on my own engine. I'm not running on my own strength, on my own willpower. Like I am being empowered by the power of my God. Yeah. Yep. Come on that, now. That brings a confidence that also is so rooted in humility because it's like, like, let's go, but it's not because of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you do, you have to show up. Yes. You have to show up because God's not like, he's not like sit on the couch and I'll do it all for you. Right. Um, you do have to show up. So there does there does take movement, but man, oh man, like the the grace God has had over, I'm sure, all of our lives and the strength that he's given us as his people to just keep on keeping on, it's incredible. I mean, most of the stories that I have in my life of moments of success, um, even the moments that were really down, I can tell you 100%, God got me out of it or God pulled me through it and pushed me through it. Like, yes, without a doubt, it was God. Yes. I, I, um, heard you sharing, I think this was on like a live or just a video on Instagram. And I wanted to ask you about it because I thought it was so good. You were talking about actually the trip where you and I met. It was whenever we went to California together and it was just you and sweet Rio. And (laughs) I think it was late at night where you hopped on Instagram and you did a video about how, you don't have to find a place of rest by going on vacation. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know what? I don't, but I like it. This sounds great. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. I love when that happens. I That actually happened to me the other day. I was telling a friend, I was like, a little while ago, you did this video about a garden and working it. She was like, I did. <laughs> she was like, that's so good. I was like, I know. It was really good. I always laugh. I, I tell so people, funny. I'm like, go back, go back and either watch your old videos or, or go back and read old journal entries. Because a lot of times you're really just speaking, you're like, you're speaking to yourself and it's yeah. stuff that you need the reminder of. There's a reason why you wrote it down. It's because it was so good. So usually I like going back into old journal entries. I'm like, yeah, I need it. I don't even remember writing this, right? I really needed this right now. That is so awesome. Yes. Because I, <laughs> I thought this would be just really sweet to include in talking about like, 
balancing so many different things. Maybe if you're having a lot going on in your season and you feel like, oh, I just need a break, but thinking that that break or that rest is found in going to a place or right. carving out so much time that you may not have in this given season. Yeah. And yeah. it's so funny. I'm like literally just repeating your words, but you were talking <laughs> about right. like how, like, I think you just like stepped into your closet and you just kind of stood there and were just quiet and just was in the presence of God. And so I also really, I wanted to encourage the person listening who feels like my break isn't coming for another three months because that's when my next PTO is. I, (laughs) I want you to know that like that you're actually, your next break can come in the next five minutes on your way to the grocery store as you maybe like, maybe that is turning on worship music or maybe sometimes my favorite thing is just turning on nothing. And yes. you just sit in the quietness of your car. And prayer doesn't have to be word filled. It can just be ah and you're just there being with in God. his presence. He's sitting in his presence with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just I hope that brings relief and rest that like your margin doesn't have to look like a week carved out on your calendar at the beach. No. Your margin can look like just making, and again, intentionality, making the most of those little moments you have throughout your day yep. that help you. Breathe. Those recharge you. Those recharge you in a yes. way that you can't even you can't even describe. And the one thing, like prayer, is powerful, and I think it is very easy to really forget how powerful it is because it's so simple. We keep expecting, like, oh, we have to do all this stuff. If yeah. We want, like, if we want to be able to, like, have God hear us or have God listen to us. Like, it's almost like there's no way that he's going to hear us. That's just too easy. But, like, he wanted it to be easy. He wanted us to talk to him in the same way that my kids run to their mom and ask for help or run to their daddy and ask for help. Like, that's my that's my dad. Like, that's my my awesome father who created me that I get to run to whenever I want. And, um... There's this really cool thing that I love doing that I highly encourage people to do. The first time I did it, it was like hours long. Like I basically said, God, I'm not leaving this prayer room until I have an encounter with you. So mm. I don't care how long it takes. I'm staying in this room. And I set up a chair for God. I set up a chair for Jesus. And I set up a chair for the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, we're going to have a conversation. And I'm not leaving until I just get to like be with you guys. So mm. I just talked to it i mean if you saw me if you had a camera in the room it looked like i was talking to air but i really it it was really cool because it gave them each like it it gave the trinity a space to be like right here with me versus like i'm talking to like an empty sky like it just felt so much more um like like i could touch it oh my like i could touch him yeah and and being able to have that kind of prayer it changed my life like i felt like i was floating i know i can't even explain it the like it, it felt so like holy spirit was just so present in the realm i just i can't like it was a feeling of peace a feeling of like adventure a feeling of just out of this world that's the best way i can explain it, it was such an out of this world experience that um whenever i try to pray now you know obviously in this season of my life i have three kids my prayers are not the same as they used to be. I don't have hours to go sit in a prayer closet yeah. and, and like, God, I'm not leaving until I encounter you. Like that's just <laughs> not the season I'm in right now. Um, 
But and I used to be really down about it because I craved it so badly. I'm like, I just want that with God. I just want that with God. And what he really taught me through motherhood was that you can still have that. It might not look the way it did back then right now, mm-hmm. but you can still encounter me every single day, whenever you want. So I kind of set it up like that wherever I am, whether I'm in the trailer on set or whether I'm at my friend's house or a hotel room. I just kind of, even if it's five minutes, I, I sit down with God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and I talk to them like they're my friends. And again, whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, like whatever I've got, I encounter him every time now because he's always available to me. You just have to be in the word, I think, for this whole podcast is intentional. The intentionality, yeah. when you really approach something with an intentional way, whether it's your children whether it's your spouse or whether it's the Lord, like what you receive in return is so different than if you were to just be like, all right, here's my quick prayer. Bye. Or, or here, here, kid, eat, like have my iPad and like go do your thing. Or, you know, like that's not, that's not relational and that's not going to help grow either of you. That intentionality is so beyond important, especially in our faith. And it goes so far so far it really does it's like how jacob in genesis he's like laying on a rock asleep and he has a dream where the lord reveals himself to him and he wakes up from a dream and he goes surely the lord is in this place and i wasn't even aware of it how awesome is this it's one of my favorite passages of scripture ever because the lord was always there like yeah the it's just sweet just moments had, like, to the enjoy to are there. The memories to be made are there. Your relationships, the conversation opportunities, your neighbors, the cookies to bake, like they're yeah. there. They're always there. But we miss out on how awesome it can be, how awesome it is, because there's a lack of awareness. And that awareness, I think, is brought to us by intentionally leaning into them so I, I, I really love that this whole podcast has really circled around intentionality. intentionality. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so good. For those of you listening, I, I really, really am so blessed by this conversation. And I pray that you are too. I pray that you're encouraged in your consistency as you walk with the Lord. I pray that you're encouraged as you go out in your everyday moments with everyday people to boldly let your light so shine, be consistent, just do it. You are not given a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, of love and a sound mind. And yep. it this is like life changing. You're gonna go back home after just being faithful to say hi to somebody. It's so simple. <laughs> and you're gonna write down in your journal, like I never wanna forget feeling this way because you'll see yes. how silly the fears were. I pray that you're encouraged to know that rest and peace doesn't have to be found in a destination of vacation, but it can be in your everyday as you intentionally lean into the Lord and make the most of the moments that he gives you. And Alexa, I just wanna thank you so much for bringing all of this to the forefront of our minds today by thank the guidance you. of God and by sharing your yeah. story and your joy i'm just so so appreciative and i could say that on behalf of everybody tuning in like thank you for being on the podcast because this is a blessing oh girl thank you so much for having me i adore you i can't wait to meet your husband and i'm just so <laughs> excited for the new season that you guys are about to enter in as a family you are thank so you. unbelievably blessed and loved so 
I'm excited for you guys. Oh, I know. By the time this episode comes out, she will be here in a couple of weeks. Yes. Oh my goodness. Crazy. <laughs> if we go full term, she'll be here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh my word. All right. Well, come on. Come on, girl. <laughs> oh, guys, I will talk to y'all next week. I love you so much. Alexa, thank you again. Bye. Thank y'all. you. Love you, girl. <laughs>